What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the latest edition of the Jake's Take with Jacob Elliott podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Elliott the chief content producer and writer of jakesick.com, a pop culture entertainment news website. Now, before you get started, if you're watching this on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up. Please hit the subscribe button. Please like and comment about this video. If you're listening to this on our audio platform, please give us a five-star rating. Please download and please enjoy this episode. So I am so happy to welcome my friend. He is a radio personality. You can listen to him on Mix 93.3, Mondays through Fridays at 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So please let me welcome Davo to the podcast. What's going on? How about that intro? I like that, man. It's been a, a long time coming for those. Well, nobody would know this because how would they know this? You and I last uh, did an interview together back nine years ago, you said off the air, right? It's been nine years since we last spoke. I can't believe it's been that long. I remember that like it was yesterday. We went to the old, for those in Kansas City, we went to the old Panera Bread in Westport, which is now uh, Johnny Ka's Yard Bar. It's been it a minute. Been- Nine years. I cannot believe it. And a lot has happened to both of us in nine years. Yeah. Yeah, it has. I was, uh, man, well, I mean, where, where do we start? I mean, what, nine years ago was what? So 2014, the, the Royals have won a World Series. The Chiefs have won a couple Super Bowls. Professionally, I'm still doing afternoons at Mix. But back then, I was doing a uh, nationwide um, 90s syndicated show called Round Trip with Devo, playing 90s pop. We did that for 11 years. I had a great run at that. Um, finished that up at the end of 2021. Um, so that was kind of hard to let go of, but it was just time to do that um, for various reasons. But that was a lot of fun. I, I've had a Royals uh, website interviewing current and former Royals. There's over 100 um, different interviews on that. It's not as active as it once was. I've gotten busier, but it's definitely still up with literal thousands and thousands of hours um, of audio archive for any baseball fans. That's at clubhouseconversation.com. So that's what I've been up to, man. Just doing a couple side projects. Got a got a beautiful girlfriend and, and a couple of kids in my life now. And, and life's, life's amazing. Amen to that, my friend. Amen to that. So, and everyone know, and for everyone, those of you who do not know, just let everyone know, you can catch that interview I did with Dave and our dear, and our mutual friend, Nathan Graham on jakestake.com after the after our podcast. Once again, jakes.jakestake.com. So a lot has changed in our in, in our industry oh, since we last spoke. So how do you think radio has evolved? Wow. Um radio is a is a is a very interesting industry and profession right now. Um man, let's let's see. We'll, we'll get kind of deep on this. We got time. So um, radio as a whole, we're very, let me start off by saying we're extremely fortunate here in Kansas City, um, at least for my company. Uh, speaking for my company only, our, our, we're Steel City Media is the name of our company. Um, it's kind of what you would call a mom and pop company, still a locally run um, radio operation that cares about the product. It cares about the communities it serves. Um, we still have local people on the air. 
pretty much all day long, um, all week long. There's somebody in the studio, which is incredibly rare these days. Um, conversely, nationwide, there are a number, a few in, in particular, who we won't name, but there's a, there's a few companies and that kind of own approximately half the stations or more in the country, and they're very much uh, trying to appease stockholders and, and save money. And um, that's kind of squeezed out some of the local talent and what I think makes radio great, which is, you know, somebody that lives in your town, that loves your town, that knows your town, um, that wants the community to thrive, that is focusing only on the city that they're in. Um, and I know you can say, well, that's kind of rich because you did a, a syndicated show, but that's a little bit different because mine was a weekend show, um, a specialty show playing 90s pop music. I was not taking away jobs. You know, there's a lot of people nationwide. One negative about radio right now is you get people that are, you know, working in the afternoon show in Kansas City and then or that's, or any, it could be anywhere. I'm just using that as an example. But they could be working in the afternoon show in their home city, the midday show in three more cities, the night show in a different city. And they're on six cities and they're not connected. They don't they mispronounce things. They don't know what's going on locally. They're not getting out there on the weekends at live broadcast. They're not doing charity events. They're not throwing out the first pitch at a baseball game. They're not, you know living and dying the same things locally that we are in that in the community. So that's as far as how radio has evolved, that's one negative um, that's continued to be prevalent, which I hope will at some point, because I mean, look at you, look at your podcast, look how successful you've been. Look at, look at podcasting. What is podcasting, Jake? It's entirely content. The days of, and this started about really, it started about 15, 20 years ago, probably 20 years ago, realistically, the whole mindset back then was, well, just shut up and play the music. Nobody wants to hear you talk. And that's that was kind of what I think kind of made radio go into a little bit of a demise um, to a certain point, at least till about 10 years ago, was that that was kind of the thing. The big companies that I mentioned earlier, not our company, we've been very lucky. When I talk about the stuff, I'm not talking about our company here, but that's one of the things with radio that's happened that's negative. Um, is just all of that, you know, and, and I think now in the last one thing that's changed, you mentioned what, what's changed. One thing that has changed, I think that could end up being for the better is just seeing how popular podcasts are, right. And, and seeing how much people do want to want content, you know, because what you do or what I do with Royal stuff or whatever the niche you have sports betting. I also do a sports betting podcast. I should mention, I'll mention that at the end, but um, you know, it, content is King. So I, I think that hopefully radio is getting smart enough to realize that. And I think that with on-demand content and, and streaming and apps, you know, I think, I think it's feasible that it, if we had this conversation in another 10 or 15 years, I think it's feasible that radio is almost entirely streaming by then. And, you know, there'll be a point at some point where I think it'll be, you know, when there's more reliable Wi-Fi nationwide, you know, perhaps radio is almost entirely online versus being you know the radio is always going to kind of be the same thing it's always going to be content based music based but i think the, the medium how you get the broadcast will be different um with time you know i think eventually there'll be less radio towers because they're really expensive they'll always probably need that the fcc will probably always make some sort of requirement for that just because if there's a public disaster and the wi-fi goes out they don't you know you have to be able to reach the public for for things so but that's that's a really long answer that's not all of it but i would say that the quick quick the cliff notes version would just be that i think i think radio is going i, I think radio will go back in the right direction i think another thing that's going to help radio not only because i think people are starting to realize you need you need content because these companies that are doing this uh, cost cutting measures and and you know and not really putting money into the talent and content i, I think they're seeing a lot of negative um, ratings and revenue losses and i think a lot of the people that do what we do are are thriving and there are still a lot of companies out there that do 
the right way. I don't want to make it sound like it's not. But the approximately half the, the stations in the country, unfortunately, are kind of owned by the same thing. But I, I do think, too, that you're going to continue to see Spotify and, and Apple Music and all of these things have their subscriptions continue to go up, as you've seen with YouTube TV or other things, you know, for the for the cable, you know, things, you know, things start off nice and low and then it's real attractive. You can get that. But with time. The prices will go up. I think the artists are are getting screwed. Frankly, pardon my French on uh, on some of that stuff. They're not getting paid what they deserve. Um, you know, so I think with time there'll be some things to go in that raise those prices, and that's only going to continue to help us as well. I mean, what we do is it's totally free. It's pretty incredible that radio is. There aren't too many things out there content wise that are free. You know, there's there's podcasts really, and there's radio. So hopefully, those two can combine into one more so and and thrive in the future. Absolutely, Dave. I love your talking points. These are absolutely perfect because I got to say, you and your colleagues, I got to give a shout out to Steve Serrano. He'll kill me if I don't say his name in this podcast. And every and Rock and Trees. Yeah, he will. He loves the attention. Yeah. (laughs) But here's the thing I see you guys on your social media at events, going, and I see the staff as well trying to reach out to the community, no matter if it's giving free concert tickets away. Or no matter if mm-hmm. it's like ten thousand dollars away to one lucky recipient, mm-hmm. it's, that's giving back to the community, and that's what I love about that. And it's like it's hard when there's like certain names, and I'm mean, gonna even give some initials, but like RS or ED or BB that are nationwide. But sometimes, yes, they can reach out, but there are multiple, but there are multiple different platforms. Right. Right. And, and that's, and that's the, that's the, that's the tricky thing. Right. I mean, another, another problem with radio is that, and, you know, stop me if I'm going down too big of a rabbit hole here, but another problem with radio is just that when I started, I mean, I started when I was 16, I was very lucky. Um, I am now 42. Um, I look great for my age. Right. But, um, but um, you know, when I started, there was a, uh, there was overnights. I mean, I, I did overnights my junior and senior years of high school for the number one radio station in Lincoln, Nebraska. I was very fortunate that I got that opportunity. Um, I, I got hired to run D's weekly top 40 and, and Casey's weekly top 40. Rest in peace, Casey Kasem. But um, and then, you know, then the, the overnight guy one summer got mono. And back then there was CDs and carts. So they needed somebody in the studio. So I got the opportunity very early on to do my own show. And the guy never came back. And I did weekend overnights during my last two years of high school and, and you know, you know, m- drove down to Kansas City. You know, when I got to college in Lincoln, I stayed and went to college there at the University of Nebraska. I was able to uh, move up to weekend days and fill in for full timers when they were gone. So I was on during the day during college. And then my last two years of college, a guy I got to give a shout out to who helped me out a lot, who everybody in Kansas City will know is Kelly Urich, who was the afternoon host at Mix 93 before me. Is moving up to Canada in the near future. He's still a morning show host in the market, so we won't talk about his current station. But um, he helped get me hired here when I was in college. I would drive down every other weekend. Uh, my dad lived down here. My parents were divorced. I would stay with my dad. I would work Saturday nights on mix, um, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. I would drive back to Lincoln, get home at 2 in the morning, and I would work noon to 10 p.m. on the air in Lincoln. So, you know, but my point in bringing that up is not, you know, then I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina for my first full-time job. I did overnights you know, in theory, nine months of the year, but three months of the year, I was filling in for other people. So there'd be a week where I'd do mornings, you know, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Monday, and then come back that night for overnight. And then Wednesday, I'd be on in the afternoon. And then Thursday, I'd be on in the evening. It was, pardon my French, hell some of the times waking up, 
you know, not knowing what time of day it was, not knowing what day it was, you know, multiple times throughout the week. But my point in bringing all that up with the Jacksonville came here, did evenings in Jacksonville and got nice job, but came back here is just that I had the opportunity. I was very fortunate that there was live radio, you know, because I, 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 I was awful when I started. I mean, I was flat out awful. I always understood radio. I had good content, um, but the delivery was bad. The presentation was not good. I didn't really get good until two or three years in, and there's no way in hell I would have made it these days. You know, people don't have that chance to cut their teeth in the middle of the night anymore and on weekends. So, you know, that's that's one thing I'm very fortunate about, though. But that's one thing that bothers me about the current state of radio, since we brought that up earlier, is that there's not that opportunity um, anymore. It's, it's very difficult to start. It, it's very difficult to get a job. It's very difficult to to move up and, you know, and there's even people conversely that are in charge in the country. It's not their fault. I'm not blaming them, but there's program directors who are supposed to be in charge of developing talent and overseeing a radio station, but they themselves never really were developed or, you know, had anybody working with them. So it's, it's hard for them to even do that. So, and that's not their fault. That's just the way the industry is. So there's, I could talk for hours about the industry. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say that I'm very fortunate. I work where I work. Very fortunate. Like, because it's it's still radio. I've I've been fortunate my whole career. I'm I'm a lucky guy, right? Because the people I work for are tremendous. Um, they allow creative freedom. They allow us to have fun. It's not a corporate atmosphere. It's very relaxed. It's very local, which is what you want. And um, it just makes me sad that so many radio companies and so many of my colleagues in the industry don't have that opportunity, and many of them don't have a radio career anymore because of it. And so that makes me sad. But I'm hoping that. Like we talked about, some positive things are coming. Absolutely, absolutely. So I would love to talk with you because I was doing some, re I reread our interview together. And during our conversation with Nathan Graham back in 2014, you mentioned in the interview, I count out Eminem, Justin Timberlake, Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, and Rihanna were all on the Mix 93.3 playlist. Um, right now, and fast forward nine years later, there's a lot of artists, new artists, newer artists that are on these playlists. So of today's artists, in your humble opinion, who do you think has a shot of a long career? Well, if you look at some of the newer artists, I mean, first of all, the, the, art, the list you just named is pretty impressive that so many of those are still around. Like I heard you say Maroon 5 and Bieber and Gaga, and we didn't mention Rihanna. She's kind of had a nice renaissance reborn as well, but especially with that big uh, performance recently. But um, yeah, it's it's interesting hearing that list because most of those are still very relevant and pop. But if we're looking at some of the uh, the newer ones that I think could really have nice long careers, I mean, he already kind of has started it. But the, the first name that pops into my head right now is Harry Styles. I mean, it's not like he's this is nothing earth shattering. He's had several top hits now. But I think this is a guy. My point is that he's set up for a nice long um, career. Um, I think he really wants to do music and and, and be successful. A guy that. I wish would do more of that is our old friend Justin Timberlake, who doesn't have much interest in putting out music, which sucks because everyone loves JT's music. And, and quite honestly, pop pop radio is much better when Justin Timberlake is on it. Um, so, Justin, if you're watching, come on, grace us. New album, few singles, EP, anything. I love your movies, too. But come on, come on. Um, so as far as some of the other new ones, an artist I'm excited about right now, I don't know that I'm willing to quite predict that she's going to have a massive career, but I'm really liking uh, Escapism um, by Ray. But the, 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 another one that sticks out to me is, is Doja Cat, obviously. I think we'll have a big sting power. Lotto is another one we should mention. Um, 
just the fact that she's had a, this new song that she has lottery is, is kind of a nice um, difference in, in sound from the first single. That was a smash. Um, so those are some of the, I'm trying to think who else I'm forgetting. Lucky land casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha. In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right now, that would be kind of a, a big artist in the, in the near future. I'll probably think of some more. But those are some of the ones off the top of my head. Lizzo. I'm surprised you didn't bring oh, well, Lizzo. That's another one who, by the way, shout out to us. We had her for, I believe, her third or fourth show um, at Mix. We had her at the Midland back in. Well, when Truth Hurts was out. Well, I don't know what year was that. Was that 20... 2018, I believe, or 2015? I don't know what year that was. 2019? I can't. 28. That sounds right. Yeah. The, since the pandemic, I'm like, I don't even know what year it is anymore. Um uh but yeah liz would be a, a fantastic one we've also been just to plug our station i'm sure you probably know this but just in case the listeners or viewers don't um, we had justin uh, bieber for her his first ever concert that's kind of a funny backstory we had a it was red white and boom in 2009 so david cook was the headliner we had blue october the veronica's kevin rudolph um a couple others but then um uh, lovesick radio remember them i think they were at that show but then um, oh yeah we had Jesse James, who later married Eric Decker and got into country music. And um, she had that song, Wanted. And she was supposed to do that show. And then they pulled her off because she got a couple of dates in the Miley Cyrus tour. So the, the record company called us and they're like, hey, we got this kid we're going to give you. His name's Justin Bieber. And we're like, who is Justin Bieber? Like, yeah, he's on Usher's label, but he hasn't done anything. They're like, well, it'll be his first show. He's already got a big YouTube following. We're like, okay. So I distinctly remember hanging out with him and his mom. We got him into the old Lucky Strike bowling alley um, down there in the Power and Light District. And and he was the only kid under, you know, well, he was, I think he was 15 at the time, but the only kid under 21 or 18, I think 21 in the entire bar. But we hung out with him for an hour. I just remember me, him, and his mom talking. I remember distinctly saying to him, you know, maybe someday you'll play that arena across the street and pointed to the then Sprint Center, now T-Mobile. And he was like, yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, yeah, it's going to be a tough kid, but maybe you will. Ten months later, he's across the street. That's a true story that happened, playing uh, playing there. So we had Bieber for his first concert. He was so nervous we had to push him on stage. His mom was sobbing. Oh, really? Uh, we also had Megan Trainer. Yeah, yeah. We had Megan Trainer for her first outdoor and, concert. Uh, that was at Starlight. And I have to pull- Yeah. And I'm so sorry to interrupt because I remember succinctly one red white and boom. We had Ariana Grande. We did have that was that was also at was that at Starlight? I think that was at Starlight. Yeah, that was at Starlight. 2012, 14 probably. Was it 11 or 12 ish? I'm guessing 14 ish. 13 or 14. I can remember almost all the red white and booms. I just don't remember the years anymore. The years I remember 09 just because it was my first one here full time. 
that's how I remember that one so well. But uh, I, you know, there's been we've had incredible artists. I mean, yeah, it's 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 pretty cool to look back at it sometimes. Absolutely, absolutely. So I gotta say, let's talk about guests because now you want. So who have been some of your favorite interview guests and why were they so memorable? So the first one that comes to the top of my head would be, there's actually a couple, probably the two that are most enjoyable to me that pop right in my head when you say that. Uh, number one would be Lady Gaga. Um, I had her, it was my, maybe my second week here in 09, something like that. My my boss at the time um, got me some big interviews to help me get started. He got me Pete Wentz. Um, uh Simon Cowell, I had a J-Lo, but it was Lady Gaga that was just so down to earth. She, I remember she, and then actually the interview's on YouTube, you can find it if you type in Devo and Lady Gaga, but she is in a hotel room in Nottingham over in England, and like her hotel phone keeps ringing, and she just hangs up on the people, and she's laughing and kind and thoughtful, and I just, I was just loved the interview with Lady Gaga. So that one sticks out. And then the other one that I really like to, bring up is Stephen Jenkins from Third Eye Blind. You remember Third Eye Blind? So I had heard, um, let's just say from a couple of people, that maybe he wasn't always the most pleasant person to deal with. Maybe he was difficult at times. I've always loved his music. So I was kind of a little timid going into the interview I had with Stephen Jenkins. Um, but um, he could not have been freaking cooler. I mean, we did an interview, and I think he was impressed with a lot of the research I do. I like to do a lot of research in interviews. I get on their Wikipedia to get funny questions because half of them aren't true. It's kind of fun to confirm them or deny them. I get on their social medias. I find things that they like. I try to have a conversation like you and I. I don't. I'll throw them a couple soft, you know, softball questions like, "Tell us about the new record. This new record is a new sound for you." But I don't like to do that crap because they don't they don't they don't they don't like it. It's not real. Nobody wants to hear that. I'll give them a couple of those. But then I like to ask them fun questions about their interests or their hobbies or where they grew up or a funny story that happened or confirm this ridiculous rumor or thing on Wikipedia. So I think that was some of it. But I caught him. I don't know if I caught him on a good day, but he could not have been cooler. He invited me to hang out with him at the show when he came to Kansas City. Um, so I, I, just for those reasons, I, I really enjoyed the uh, Stephen Jenkins. So those are probably there's been I mean, I'm probably two or 300 interviews deep with pop stars by now. So I, I'd have to think about it some more, but those, those are the first two off the top of my head that, that come to mind. And that's incredible. I gotta say, Lady got two very unique sounds. Yes, third eye blind is one sound and Gaga is another one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. yeah. But yeah, both incredible sting power. Yeah, it's been cool seeing, it's been cool even seeing third eye blind. I know they're not, super relevant in the pop charts but it's been cool seeing them you know hang around and play all these years it's it's a great band i actually saw them live in 1998 with eve six on the bonfire tour i was a junior in high school i i think he liked it too i, I had a girlfriend at the time and and she was like who i'm gonna wear this low-cut shirt for stephen jenkins and i i told him that in the interview and he thought it was quite fun interviews online somewhere too that's probably on roundtripwithdavo.com um, that's my old 90 show. It's the website still active round trip with Devo.com. But uh, there's hundreds of interviews of pop star interviews on there too. If you want to hear nineties pop stuff, that's probably on there, but he was a, he was a good interview for sure. Awesome. Let's move from pop to sport to Kansas city sports. So when we spoke, when we Love spoke that. in 2014, the Kansas city Royals were on top and the chiefs were starting their rebuilding process. Mm -hmm. Now, fast forward later, mm -hmm. the Chiefs have won two Super Bowls and made five AFC mm -hmm. championship game appearances. 
And however, the Royals yeah. will be ce celebrating the 10th anniversary of their second World Series win in 2025. In your humble opinion, how have the Chiefs delivered and can the Royals turn things around? Well, it's it's funny you brought it. Well, it's not funny, but I get it. But the Chiefs thing, I read it this morning. It's funny that I saw this this morning that they've been to eight straight playoffs. And I believe the next NFL team um, is four in a row. Eight straight years for the Chiefs. And I believe the next, there's like three or four teams that have tied for four appearances in a row. How have they done it? I mean, really, there's just six words. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. I mean, it's it's ever since Andy Reid got here, and obviously the Hunt ownership group deserves a lot of credit. Brett Veach, the GM, but um, I just think Andy Reid is a genius. I think uh, I think he's one of the top five coaches of all time. He's the second best coach in the NFL now, only behind Bill Belichick. But I much prefer Andy Reid because he's an offensive genius, where Belichick is more of a defensive guy. And, and let's be real, Andy Reid's a hell of a lot more likable than than Bill Belichick. So they, they're very lucky to have him. Um, he's a, a, just a, a literal genius when it comes to, he's probably the best to ever live probably with, uh, with play calling and designing plays. He's never lost that hunger, even in his age. Now, I think he's got five years in him at least still. Then you get Patrick Mahomes who comes along, who's, you know, God's gift to football. Um, he was made to be an NFL quarterback, um, and made to play for Andy Reid, and then Travis Kelsey, his best friend. And I, and I bring Travis Kelsey into it. A lot of people probably would put him in there just because I think Travis Kelsey is such a massive culture guy. I think he is so good for the culture of this football team. I, I He's never whined about the amount of money he makes. He could easily, he should be, he's underpaid. He should be making a lot more money. Um, he's, he's never, it's never been about money. It's about winning. It's about being in Kansas city. It's about doing well. He's a great human being to deal with. Um, um, if you ever get a chance to see him around town, he's he's always approachable, always kind. Same with Pat. So I, I think it's culture with this team. If you want to know how they did it, yeah, it's it's Reed and it's Mahomes and it's Kelsey. But I think those three have just set an incredible plate that people want to be. And when you have a winning team and people that like each other and have the same goal and, and you unify a city and, and bringing up the Royals now, that's the same thing they did back in 2014 and 2015. That was, you know, the Royals were really, really good those years, okay? So I, I get a little... I get a little frustrated when people say that it was fluky or that they weren't, or, you know, maybe they got lucky. I don't know. I mean, yes, 2014, they had a ridiculous comeback against Oakland, or maybe the whole thing never would have happened. You know, that game, that wild card game is the most important game in Royals history, period. The most important game in Royals history. I'm not convinced, you know, I'm not even convinced. One of my good friends, you know, Jeremy Guthrie, who's now a, a TV announcer for the Royals, he's been rehired. Um, starting this year to work with Valley Sports, which I'm very excited about to have Jeremy back in Kansas City. The fans are going to love him and Mike Sweeney. Um, but I asked him once, I said, do you think if, if, if you know, had the had the Royals not come back in that wild card game, do you think there would have been any coaching changes? Because I've always thought Ned Yost might have been fired after that game just because of how he handled the bullpen, bringing in your Donovan Ventura, a guy that not pitched in relief, who kind of had a really bad game and blew the tie game and then, you know, didn't bring in the best bullpen in history. He had those three dominant HDH, you know, Herrera, Davis, and Holland. So I've always wondered, and he said no. He said no, they wouldn't have fired him. They loved Ned. It wasn't one of those things. So I I could be wrong on that. He knows probably better than I do. Uh, but just I, I just think that that was all culture back then also with the Royals. I You know, they did they get lucky in that game? Maybe. 
but I think they just refuse to lose. It's, it's another example of guys that love each other, guys that play for each other just as much. And then in 2015, there was the, the missed ground ball when they came from behind, almost an identical come from behind win against the Astros that helped them move on to play Toronto and then ultimately get to the big one. Uh, do I think they got lucky that Carlos Correa couldn't field a chopper and put up all those runs in the eighth inning? Maybe, but they put the ball in play. They had good at bats. Um, they won what 100 games that year, I believe. So I mean, or right out or 98, I think. So I mean, no, they, I, I don't know that they were lucky. So and I think in any championship team in any sport, you get a little lucky sometimes, right? I mean, look at the Chiefs this year. You know, Jacksonville fumbles going in the end zone towards the end would have been a one-score game. When Mahomes misses a quarter in that game, Chad Henney nearly throws an interception. That if the interception happens, Jacksonville probably goes up two scores. How does that game change if that happens? You know, you fast forward a week and they barely pulled out against the Bengals. I think any championship team has luck involved. That's part of why it's hard to be a champion or repeat as a champion. There's so many things have to go right. Now to get, get back there, um, it's the same exact thing for the Royals. It's going to this new nucleus of talent they have. They have a lot of young, talented players, uh, which I'm very excited to watch play this year. I think they're going to be a lot better ball club this year. Um, but they're going to need to they're going to need to play together uh, in a market like this. I just think you don't have the salaries. You don't have the ability to go out and sign big studs because baseball is backwards and refuses to get a salary cap or a salary floor. So it's just the haves and the have nots. So you're going to have to develop the kids, bring them up. They're going to have to love each other. They're going to have to be dedicated to winning. And you've got five to seven years when they come up, you know, until they become free agents. So that clock starts. You've got to start winning. So. Again, it's, it's a very tough thing to do in baseball, but if they're going to do it again and get back to where they were, I mean, it's culture's a lot of it, but of course, the pitching, pitching, and pitching. So they're going to have to be able to pitch the ball, um, which they have not been great at. They put a lot of capital into their pitching with draft picks, um, have a new manager, a new GM, a new pitching coach. I'm very excited to see how they do. I think there's some, some good things ahead. So don't be surprised if the boys in blue are actually relevant into August this year. I think it could be kind of a, a fun year. I, I don't think they'll make the playoffs this year, probably, but. Um, I definitely think they're going to be a lot better. I think they're going in the right direction. So don't give up on the Royals. It's, it's easy to do it, but don't do it. All right. I won't give up on the Royals. And I hope that our Chiefs continue to build on this empire. Yeah, I think the Chiefs, I think, I mean, I, I don't see, assuming Mahomes stays healthy. Okay. Let's, let's knock on wood. Um, I'm Travis knocking Kelsey's on the Royals. <laughs> Travis Kelsey has been ridiculously healthy in his career. How many more years can he be elite like this at his age? I don't know. A couple maybe. But with all that said, assuming Pat stays healthy and Andy stays for a few more years and, and they've got all these draft picks, they got 12 draft picks. They're going to be able to trade and make moves and, and people want to be here. People like, you know, you see Joe Burrow milking every penny he can out of the Bengals. Mahomes isn't doing that. He could. Kelsey's not doing that. He could. Chris Jones isn't doing that. He could. The culture here is incredible. So I, I just think the Chiefs are set up for another. I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but I think I think the Chiefs have another seven to ten years as a perennial powerhouse. I, I'd be surprised if the Chiefs don't rip off at least two more Super Bowls. And I, and I, frankly, if they don't win at least one more, it's a failure. The way it's set up. I mean, I, I think they need to get at least one more. Hopefully, two more in the next five to seven years. I mean, that that's as a floor. I'm not saying they couldn't get four or five Super Bowls. I'm not going to say that because I think they're that good. But I think as a floor, they need one or two more to really to really count this Mahomes era as a total success because of the talent uh, that he brings and the guys around him and the coaching staff and all that. Absolutely, absolutely, I agree. So the guys are winding down our podcast. So, Dave, where can my audience find you on and find 
find and listen to you and listen to you. Find you on social media and listen to you. Well, of course, we have an awesome uh, starting off with Mix 93.3. As you said, I'm on every weekday afternoon. Um, you can find that uh, 93.3 FM if you're in Kansas City. We, of course, have a website, Mix93.com, and we have an app where you can listen anywhere in the country um, and stream us anywhere you go through Alexa, through your app, wherever you want to find us, typical places. Um, then um, besides that, I still have a couple of sites in the archives, Clubhouse Conversation. Dot com no s at the end of that clubhouse conversation in with an n.com there's thousands of interviews of royals interviews thousands of hours i should say of royals interviews on there that site's not gone it's just kind of on a hiatus um right now um round trip with devo.com is 90s pop um probably 100 to 120 interviews with i would say maybe 90 something like that right around 100 interviews with 90s pops stars you can listen to those on demand that show is no longer a thing but that will stay up um because i'm sentimental and i like to preserve the the memories of the artists and the work that they did and leave those interviews up so people can get information it's kind of cool sometimes i'll see like a wikipedia page you know with my interview linked as a you know so it's kind of fun when you research an artist and you see yourself mentioned as one of the places people got info but then the other places would be um I do have a um, new sports betting podcast that I'd love to pimp a little bit here with uh, with FanDuel Sportsbook. It's on sports betting. Since it's legal in the state of Kansas, we go against the spread for college basketball, MLB, and NFL, uh, and college football some. But um, it's I, you know it's, I've got a co-host named Killian White who's very talented, um, and we have a lot of fun together. So you can find that. It's called the KC Press Box with Davo and Killian White. KC Press Box. With Davo and Killian White, it's uh, through Anchor, but it's on Spotify, Apple Music, I think Google. It's on maybe Amazon. It's on it's on like four platforms, but um, Spotify or Apple probably the most common where it's consumed. And then the final way would just be if you want to find me on social media, it is um, at Davo Radio on uh, Instagram, D A V E O Radio, um, Twitter.com slash Royals Clubhouse. I tweet about sports on there. It's, that's Royals and and um sports betting that's twitter.com slash or just at royals clubhouse i guess is how people find it and then at davo 933 is my old school twitter and then i have uh, i'm under davo brian on facebook o apostrophe b-r-i-e-n i don't know what the url is for that actually but it's just davo brian on facebook so that's where you can find me i'm i'm plugged in around kansas city i actually live here I'm not uh, living in Madison, Wisconsin, acting like I live here. I, I live here. I love Kansas City, and I love our I love our, our town. I love you. I love your podcast. I love uh, KC Sports, and uh, I just feel very fortunate to have the opportunity that I have um, to um, talk to Kansas City and do something I love because I'm very, very fortunate. Davo, I think you are a Kansas City treasure. You are incredible. So, guys, if you missed an episode of the Jake's Take with Jacob Elijah podcast, visit our channels on Apple Podcasts, Deezer, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, Spotify, and Spreaker. It's Jake's Take with Jacob Elijah. J A K E S Take with J A C O B E L Y A C H A R. Now, on your social media, because I'm on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, Jacob Elijah, J-A-C-O-B-E-L-Y-A-C-H-A-R. And Davo, get this. This August, Jake's Take turns 12. Really? Yes, Oh, my gosh. Well, 
I mean, you've had some uh, you've had some heavy hitters on this thing. I, I've seen some of this some of the stuff. You're you're growing all the time, and I'm just happy to be on it. So you let me know anytime, man. I'm happy to happy to talk some radio or or sports or you know whatever you want to talk about. I'm down. Absolutely, Devo. Thank you so much. You and guys, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for watching. Until next time, have a great one, everybody. Goodbye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.